Hello everyone and welcome back to The Wrap, brought to you by Michigan Medicine Headlines. I'm Dan Elman with the Department of Communication. And I'm Captain Dan's first mate, Hunter Mitchell. Today we're going to give you an introduction to the Jack Billy Award, which debuted last year to celebrate those who are making a difference in terms of quality improvement at Michigan Medicine. Now before we do that, be sure you go back and check out all the quality episodes of The Wrap you may have missed. You can find them on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, or any other podcast hosting platform. You can also watch the episodes on the Michigan Medicine YouTube channel and catch it as part of the headlines we can review. On that note, let's bring in the awards namesake, Dr. Jack Billy, Dr. Jeffrey Myers, the first ever award recipient, and Qualities Kevin DeHorty. Thank you all so much for being here today. Thanks for having us. Now, Kevin, let's start with you. Can you tell us a little bit about the award and why it was established? Uh, absolutely. So uh, if anyone has ever met Jack Billy, I think you would know why the award was established. Uh, and if you haven't met Jack, you'll certainly know by the end of this podcast uh, when we get into some of the criteria that uh, we founded it uh, after. Um, but it's also important to note that uh, Jack retired in the year 2020 from the quality department. And we all know uh, what happened then. It was very difficult to give him sort of the the thank you that he deserved uh, with all of the restrictions that were in place. And so this was just one small way that, that we felt we could honor him um, and really show our appreciation for all he's done over the years to inspire uh, so many people's learning um, and really uh, help people become good at, you know, building improvement into their daily uh, lives. So Jack, what did, what did it mean to you to have an award named in your honor? Well, I have to say, uh, humbling doesn't even start to describe it. Uh, there are so many people in the health system who are more deserving of the award being named after them than me. Uh, because although I will take full credit and I can't be prouder of anything in my career than the last 15 to 20 years I spent trying to help people learn problem solving, there's nothing I did that I consider more important than that. Uh, but the people who really uh, deserve to have the award named after them are the ones who actually do the improvement work themselves. And the only thing I can describe about them, and I only aspire to be this way myself, I hope, uh, is courageous. You know, courageous to take on tough problems uh, that cause them uh, difficulty, that frustrate workers, that harm patients uh, every day. Uh, courageous to be able to talk to their leaders and say, I need to make some changes here. Uh, courageous to try something and have it fail and then try it again, try something else, try another idea. Uh, incredible amount of, of determination people have who make the changes. And that's why I was so honored that uh, Jeff uh, was the first recipient of this. And I have to say, Jeff would be the first one, so I'm going to steal his thunder to say that it takes a village. I mean, Jeff uh, is the guy at the front of the team but uh, without the team making all those changes uh, in pathology over the years that they worked on it, uh, that uh, never would have happened. Um, so I, I also have to say in terms of what it felt like to uh, be honored by this, that I was especially happy uh, that the award was named after a clinician, because I think that it's really important that physicians, nurses, social workers, pharmacists, um, and our physician assistants and nurse practitioners and all those people uh, who deliver the care every day, technicians in laboratories, 
uh, like Jeff deals with, um, that they feel empowered uh, to make the kind of changes we're talking about. So I hope that maybe having something named after me, they'll say, gee, doctors can do this too. Um, even doctors can uh, make improvements. Uh, so that was really, uh, it was really fantastic for me to see that happen. Yeah. So Jeff, let's talk a little bit about that village that, that Jack talks about. How did it feel to be the first recipient and, and what do you sort of attribute that to? Uh, nothing that I did. Um, I can tell you that. Uh, and for me, it was kind of surreal. To be honest, I got the email on a Friday and I didn't open it till Sunday because um, based on the subject line, I assumed that it was an effort to um, recruit funds for this award. I never occurred to me that it was about me. Um, on Sunday, I was catching up on some work in my office, so I thought I would open it and, and figure out if I could use my credit card. And, and suddenly I was reading that I was the, the first recipient, and honestly, I, I could hardly believe it. Um, of course, then I felt badly that I hadn't responded for 48 hours, which must have felt like disinterest. Uh, but I was astounded. Um, for all the reasons Jack mentioned, um, this is teamwork. It's not the work of one person by a long shot. But more than that, I, I know the improvement work that so many people have done across our enterprise. And, um, you know, I was left thinking, why me? Um, uh, but I have to say, um, of the few honors I've received in my career, none has meant more to me than this, primarily because no one has meant more to me as a mentor than Jack Billy. Um, in fact, I even created an event to try to duplicate the serendipitous experiences you have with Jack when you find yourself in the same room or over a dinner table. And, and once he gets started, you know that you have to fasten your seatbelt and you're about <laughs> to get better. Um, and we engineered this event to try to duplicate those experiences. And, and what I learned was if there's food and wine in the room and a whiteboard and a marker, um, you don't really need an agenda. Uh, so it was great. I'm, I'm, I'm still um, astounded, quite honestly, and a little bit embarrassed. So Kevin, I have a kind of a multi-part question for you. Um, who is eligible for just the Just ask one. You have three <laughs> questions, just ask one. You can always ask another. That's quality we'll improvement you, right we'll there. Get you, and we'll get you there yet. Yeah, right. see what I'm talking about. In action. <laughs> <laughs> All right, who is eligible for the award? So thank you for asking that. Um, any faculty and staff is eligible for this award with the exception of anyone that has a full appointment with the quality department. So we didn't want to necessarily have people that are doing this professionally full-time sort of uh, competing with local leaders and individuals that are building this into their, their, their days. So. Uh, but other than that, um, anyone, and, you know, Jack mentioned he's glad that uh, clinicians are, you know, uh, it's named mm -hmm. after them. But I also want to point out that you don't have to be a physician or the lead of a department to win this award. Um, so please, if you feel that someone is uh, deserving of this, which we know there are plenty across the, uh, across Michigan Medicine, uh, we would really strongly encourage you to um, nominate that person. And how can someone be nominated? So it's it's open right now. Uh, if you go to the link in the headlines article connected to this podcast on the Quality Month website, there's a Jack Billy Award page, um, and the nomination form is built right into the website. So you can go ahead and fill out the uh, questions that are there. Pretty simple, painless, quick, uh, and easy. Um, and so, yeah, certainly uh, hope that um, we had 31 nominees last year, which we were super proud of. 
but we know there are a lot more than 31 people that are deserving um, to be nominated for this award. So again, strongly encourage you to think about that person that inspired you. And I will quickly just uh, mention, uh, I think one thing that we uh, heard from both Jeff and, and Jack were um, a fair amount of humbleness, right? I think they both take the servant leadership very seriously and that comes across in all of their interactions. Um, and so even if you're a leader listening to this and you're wondering how you could be more effective with your team, um, being genuinely curious and humble is gonna take you a super long way um, as you are uh, you know, interacting with your group. When you're looking for people to nominate, um, what we're looking for is, you know, the person shows unbridled enthusiasm for improvement and learning. They treat work as an experiment. So they're going to find and fix the root cause of their most important problems. Uh, so they're not jumping to solutions basically, um, but they're going to see, they're going to the actual place where the work is happening to actually see firsthand what's going on ask the folks why and you know, show them respect to make sure that they're getting the opinions of those that are uh, closest to the work, um, that they engage, coach, and inspire others to improve their work, and that they've applied quality improvement methods uh, resulting in measurable change and transformation in a unit, department, or larger organization. And like I said, those that know Jack uh, clearly understand why we picked these criteria for an award that, that bears his name. And also nominations are due uh, September 10th. So let's say you're nominated and end up winning, you know, so once I win the award, what can I expect to happen in the months ahead? Yeah, so if you're, if you're the uh, honoree, um, a few things will happen. So on October 27th, we'll actually have the uh, quality month wrap up. And this is connected to our quality month annual celebration. Um, that particular session will feature our exemplar posters, so the groups that are sort of standing out for uh, really uh, achieving great success in their improvement efforts. Um, and then we'll have also the uh, recipient of the Jack Billy Award announced. And so you'll get a lot of recognition through that exposure. Um, and then even if you're nominated, everyone that's nominated, we've taken it on upon ourselves to at least get that group together at least once a year where that group can talk about best practices, things they're doing for their teams. Uh, we also ask them to talk about some common challenges that we can maybe help each other with and just really start to build that network of, of like-minded folks that are trying to make a difference um, within their respective areas. And that's been a, a really great, a great uh, addition. And Jack, I would love it actually, if you might share a little bit of your vision for the fund that we're currently um, establishing. Um, it's not official yet, but we're, working hard to create um, a fund that I'd love for Jack to just briefly talk about. Yeah, I'll, I'll get to the fund in a second, uh, Kevin, but first I wanna comment on Kevin's contribution to what's going on here. Kevin has uh, created communities of learners across the health system. And some people are lucky enough to be in Jeff Meyer's department. So there's uh, really uh, significant leadership and resources and staff put into it and it, a daily management system. And it's become part of their ethos to understand what makes patient care best and how to empower workers. But not everybody's fortunate enough to be in that kind of situation. And Kevin has uh, operated a number of uh, learning collaboratives over the years. And he just mentioned one, which is the people who get nominated for this award. Uh, but uh, those of you who 
uh, feel like, uh, you know, I'm, I'm doing this kind of work. I'm trying to make improvements, but it feels kind of lonely where I am now. Reach out to Kevin and, uh, and put you in touch with other people and invite you in so that you are not alone. Uh, if you're trying to make improvements, there are uh, hundreds, maybe thousands of people across the health system who are also uh, doing that kind of work. So I just encourage you to reach out uh, on that. Uh, or if you're just feeling lonely, he'll talk to you too, right? He'll just talk to you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. He's not as good as I am at talking. But, um, uh, but uh, um, I do want to mention that uh, I'm committed to uh, um, funding this award. And um, uh, I, there's plans in place, as Kevin mentioned. They aren't uh, as of this podcast that we can't really uh, announce anything. But uh, there are plans in place. I'm committed to uh, making uh, to having this be a funded award, um, not just uh, uh, honorary. Um, the other thing I want to drop uh, is that we talked about how how do you you know join a group and how do you get uh, some momentum going. And uh, Kevin and his partners, Cindy Pretty and others in the quality department, uh, have just launched their next volley of uh, uh, training experiences, uh, small group, interactive hands-on uh, with a team working on your own real work problems. And uh, they've got a whole series of these about how I can get better when I'm practicing improvement, how I can get better when I'm coaching improvement and how I can get better when I'm leading improvement, when I'm creating the environment in which improvement can thrive. And so Kevin and his partners in the uh, Continuous Improvement Group have worked really hard to uh, reformat a series of experiences. I guarantee it's nothing like sitting in a classroom, listening to a talking head. You're on your feet with your team working on things. So I'll just put in a plug for those programs. They're free to Michigan Medicine uh, uh, participants. Anybody uh, within the sound of our voice can get into one of these uh, programs. I guarantee it. Well, thank you so much to all three of you for joining us today. Well, thanks for hosting this. I'm really glad that you gave a little airtime to the concept of improving our work because we need every worker, every manager doing that every day. Thanks. And, and, and just to quickly build off of Jack, it's still the only way that I know how to improve outcomes, reduce frustrations and improve engagement all at the same time. So the patient, the employee and the margin all went you know, together. Everything else sacrifices one for the other. So this is still the only way that I know how to do that. Perfect. Well, thank you. If you want to learn more about the Jack Billy Award and Quality Month in general, go to mmheadlines.org. That's mmheadlines.org. All right. Well, one of you won't be getting off the hook too easily. Kevin, you lost in a game of Connect Four before the episode. So you'll be the one partaking in the lightning round where we ask a guest four questions in just one minute. Now, do you think you can actually do four answers in one minute? I very much doubt it, but let's give it a go. All right, here we go. Perfect. All right, I got your first question. This week has been declared pause month at Michigan Medicine. What is your favorite way to take a break during the workday? Oh, boy, it, it, that's one of the advantages of being working from home. So I go on a bike ride or I'll take the dog for a walk or uh, eat lunch with my kiddos that are home for the summer. So that's been a really uh, uh, blessing uh, in terms of uh, working from home. All right. So similarly, what's your favorite hobby outside of work? Well, um, I would say, you know, family and friends comes to mind only because, uh, you know, drinking beer doesn't sound as, as, as socially uh, acceptable. 
Um, but I like to do that with my family and friends and have a good time, obviously create uh, fun memories. And uh, we're going to Camp Dearborn next week, which we've been going to for, boy, my father-in-law was six when his family started going there. So over 60 years. Um, so it's a great tradition that I've uh, really grown to appreciate with my wife and her family. All right. What is one movie that you can watch over and over again? Ooh, what? that's a good question. I would say uh, Patch Adams. Uh, call me a sucker, but it's just I love a good Robin Williams flick and it just really, you know, hits the heartstrings. Um, really appreciate the message that comes across in that movie. I feel like that's one of the forgotten Robin Williams movies. It's really good. Yeah. Um, all right. The last question is based off a recent trip I took to North Carolina when I visited the site where the Wright brothers took their first flight. If you could go back in time and witness one historical event, what would it be? Wow. Boy, can I, can I call in a lifeline? I feel like Jack's got the better <laughs> answer here. Jack, come on, give us a good one here. Phone a friend. Here we go. Yeah. And witness anything throughout history? Anything. Oh, boy. That Clock's is... ticking on that minute, Jack. Yeah, probably <laughs> uh, Moses uh, leading his people across the uh, Red Sea. You're going way back. You said any time. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Well, thank you, Kevin and Jack. Uh, you're officially off the hook. Uh, if you want to learn more about the Jack Billy Award and Quality Month in general, go to mmheadlines.org. That's mmheadlines.org. And while you're there, be sure to check out other featured stories from this week. For instance, faculty and staff found out which colleagues were nominated for gold medals for the work they do on a daily basis. U of M experts shared why it's so important for athletes to look out for their mental health. And readers learned about breakthrough valve replacement surgery that offers a non-surgical treatment for congenital heart disease. Find all that and more at mmheadlines.org. Okay, Dan, you briefly mentioned it earlier, but I want to find out more about your trip. As uh, listeners, I'm sure realize the rap took a two-week hiatus. Uh, what else did you do for your summer vacation, and uh, how were you able to turn off work? Yeah, so we, uh, my wife and I took a road trip uh, down to North Carolina, the Outer Banks, for a family reunion. Um, so what I actually, the most enjoyable part for me was going to and from. So we stopped in Cleveland, went to a Cleveland, uh, guardians, soon to be guardians baseball game there. Uh, checked out that ballpark. I think it was like my 13th big league ballpark. I'm trying to hit all 30 at some point. So we did that. And then on the way back, um, we stayed in Charleston, West Virginia, which is a beautiful, I don't know how many people have been to West Virginia, but that drive is amazing. Especially if you, um, are heading into that city right around sunset, you've got the sun setting over the mountains. It's really beautiful. So, um, that's one of the things my wife and I love road tripping. Um, so we did that and, and for me, that's like the most relaxing part of things, but just making sure that I wasn't checking my phone and in, in email at all times. Um, you know, it's one of those things too, with pause month, uh, making sure that you're making time for yourself. So whether you're on vacation or not, um, you know, I sort of, you know, with your supervisor and with your coworkers, you sort of make a plan, right? If you absolutely need something, you can text me and I'm, I'm available, but I'm not going to be sitting on my phone checking my work email all day. Um, and that seemed to work pretty, pretty well. So how about you? What did you do for the for the two week break? Well, uh, let's see here. I, I traveled to Alpena uh, last week. We just took a two day trip. Um, I've also we've been painting our basement. So uh, just dealing with that and all that stuff. But I think the most exciting thing over the last two weeks is we planned a trip to uh, Beaver Island, which I think we talked nice. about a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, uh, it's been on the bucket list. Always wanted to do it. I'm like, you know what? Let's just do it. September, we'll go. So yeah, super excited awesome. about that. Definitely never been up there. Yeah, as yeah. it should be. 
<laughs> All right, it's time for the trivia contest. Last episode, we asked listeners, in what year did Michigan Medicine start partnering with St. Joseph Mercy Health to increase service offerings? The answer is 2013. Congratulations to Kylie Urban, who sent in the correct answer. Kylie, a member of the Department of Communication, will be in touch to help you claim your prize. Now for this week's question, here's Hunter. This week's question is, what is the name of the catheter-based treatment for congenital heart conditions now being performed at Michigan Medicine? Once again, what is the name of the catheter-based treatment for congenital heart conditions now being performed at Michigan Medicine? You can find the answer in Tuesday's headline story, and once you know it, send it to headlines at med.umich.edu for a chance to win a prize. That's all the time we have for this week. Thank you to Jeff, Jack, and Kevin for joining us, and as always, thank you to all of our listeners and viewers for everything you do for patients, families, and each other. We'll see you next week.